You are listening to Behind the Horse's Eyes on the Illiterate Podcast Network. I bet you didn't know we had a merch store. That's right. We actually have merch. If you head on over to the description, the notes of this episode, there will be a link there to the merch store, and you can head on over to the Mediocre Horseman store. From there, we have socks, we have hoodies, we have tanks, we have tees, and there's new designs coming out all the time. And the special this month is the Feral Appalachia shirt. 100% of the proceeds of that shirt are going to help feral horses in Appalachia. And 50% of everything else that's sold in the store are, is also going to go help feral horses in Appalachia through Feral Aaron as part of the Appalachia Legacy Initiative. So click the link in the description, head on over there, get something, help out some amazing horses, some amazing people, and uh, help me feed my horses, for crying out loud. I want to take this opportunity to talk about our latest partner here on Behind the Horse's Eyes, and that is Herd of Zebras. You can find them over at www.herd-of-zebras.com. And Herd of Zebras is more than just an equestrian lifestyle brand. It's a global community of just badass people who inspire others with their perseverance, grit, compassion, and authenticity. And what other people might call scars, whether it be physical or emotional, they call stripes. It's the experiences and the hardships that cause us to become stronger, kinder, and braver. Unlock all of that over at Herd of Zebras. I wear their shirts constantly. I was lucky enough for them to send me some swag. Um, I've done some promotional stuff for them. I'm going to tell you, I am sold. The quality of their products is is, is amazing. They're, all their products are printed here in the U.S. You're not going to find better people and people with a better message than Herd of Zebras. If you use the discount code JRyan at checkout over at Herd of Zebras, you're going to get 10% off of your order. All the info for that is going to be in the description of this episode. That's wwwherd of dash zebras.com promo code jryan for 10% off today the term boots on the ground usually denotes that action is being taken that something is being done unless we're talking about Aaron O'Neill and the Appalachian Legacy Initiative and quite literally when we say boots on the ground we mean her boots as she is on the ground every day up in the mountains of Appalachia working with horses that the world has basically forgotten. From mineral supplementation to medical care to rounding up bachelor stallions, it is Erin, her pickup truck, and her dogs doing 99% of the work. So when she accepted a partnership with this show, I was more than elated. And she's not paying me. I just want to help. This is how ingrained this subject is to me. As an ethnic Appalachian and a lover of horses, how could I not want to play some role in what's transpiring in Kentucky and West Virginia? So if you want to be part of the amazing work that Aaron's doing, there's going to be a link to the Appalachian Legacy Initiative in the show notes of this episode. And I invite everyone to go click it. Even if you don't donate... Just read a little bit of the work that she's doing, and you're going to gain a whole new appreciation for what it means to be a horseman. One of my most beloved sponsors has got to be Audible. I had an Audible account long before I thought about ever getting into podcasting. 
And Audible has an awesome gift for all of my listeners. And if you head over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan, you're going to get a free audiobook on them and me. All you have to do is sign up for a free trial. And if you decide that Audible's not for you, and within 30 days, you can cancel. No harm, no file, you spend no money, and you get to keep that free audiobook. Audible has hundreds of thousands of books in their catalog read by world-renowned narrators. From New York Times bestsellers to the classics, they're all on Audible. So again, head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan and pick up your free audiobook today. But yeah, that seems to be kind of the trend, you know, on the internet is if whatever you post, somebody's going to find something wrong with it. It, it doesn't matter. You could, I, seriously, you could have a saddle, head stall, everything completely designed by some best boat maker to fit that horse ideally. And somebody would tell you that saddle don't fit. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got just an uneducated opinion in many cases. Like, oh, I've got an opinion. It's like, okay, yeah, that doesn't mean you have to share it with the world there, Becky. Like <laughs> if if yeah if you can if you recognize that snarkiness right there I love by the way then uh you know Amber Morris but you probably know her on TikTok as it's Rayletta right yes yeah okay it, it took me like eight times earlier to get that down because I'm not dyslexic <laughs> I'm just dumb I'm dyslexic and are you dumb. really yes <laughs> oh well that's slightly well, I'm not ro- that's why you're a rocket donkey jockey yes. Yeah. yeah. You, do you but go to the left or do you go to the Huh? Do you go to the left or do you go to the right? Uh, it depends on the horse. Oh, God. Finally, somebody. <laughs> so it's like my one mare, Mia, she ran to the right. And then Tari, when I first started her, she learned best going to the left. But then the better she got, she did better going to the right. So then I switched her going to the right. And now we run right instead yeah. of left. So personal preference for me, I would rather run to the right. Yes. I would yeah. rather run to the right. I will go whatever direction puts me in one D. Yes. You see what I'm saying here? If it puts me in the money, I don't care if it's first place four D. If it puts me in the money, we're oh, going. Yeah. We're we're we'll like go left style. all day. Yeah, it's just yeah. like the horse's style too. It's like why try to force them into a certain style when it's better just to get out of their way, let them be efficient in their own style, and oh, yeah. you know you'll run faster time that way versus trying to put them in a box. Yeah, but it still doesn't mean that I'm not going to drink beer, sit on my tailgate, and tell my buddy they're weird for going to the left. I'm going to do that all day, (laughs) even though I just went to the left. Yeah, or you get that one horse that goes left or right, because I've thought about, hmm, maybe at one race I'll run Tari to the left, and then the next one run her to the right and see what people say. You know know. what? That's a a good (laughs) ad right there, put an ambidextrous barrel horse. Yeah, you get that horse that is like, Yo, you want to run her to the left? Oh, yeah, she'll go to the left, or you want to run her to the right? Yeah, she'll run to the right. It doesn't matter for her. You know, you know, my favorite thing on the internet right now is these mm-hmm. overly honest horse sell ads. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest trend ever. Oh, yes. I think there was one with a mini. It's like, 
something about her being like the absolute devil but then sweet in your and in your pocket but then she was just I can't remember. It was so funny. I wish I could remember it, but it was, the minis are the best. Minis are oh, the yeah. donkeys. Are the best. But you know what happens to mini horses and mini donkeys and why they get they- such a bad rap? They <laughs> get because I've had some really, really good ones. And I've mm-hmm. got really, really good ones because they come from horse folks. So they yeah. were treated like horses. And like everyone I see at this at the sale that just wants to bite you is because somebody had it in the back of a minivan when they brought it in. You know, yeah. they pulled it straight from the cul-de-sac and that thing lived like a dog for like six years yeah yeah and those are the ones i get that sit on me when i'm yeah. trimming up and i'm not saying there's nothing wrong with having a backyard mini horse but make sure you treat your backyard mini horse like a horse and, and not like yeah not, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter what size they are but they're a horse they're they're a it, horse their name <laughs> yeah and one thing people don't understand about minis is mentally they're like 17 and a half hands tall oh yeah doesn't Maybe matter more. yeah no. i've seen i've seen minis just i've seen minis just like take 16 hand thoroughbreds and just push them off of food oh yeah definitely and i've seen them drag their owners and like you gotta get your feet done i'm like you know let's just leave that one alone i don't want to get dragged that's that's right you're a hoof care professional Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, i do only barefoot i don't do the shoes i just do the barefoot okay we i run i run a lot of barefoot around here uh the Mm -hmm. reason being is because we live uh at the was it the continental divide Mm -hmm. Um, no, it's not a continental divide. What is that? Where it used to be beach and ocean. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember what that's called, but where I live is nothing but former ocean bottom sand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, my biggest fear is my hooves just drying out. Oh, yeah. It's like there's a, there's several different like hoof conditioners that you can use. Yeah. We um, live they're... by Rainmaker around here. Yeah. Yeah. I think just, Basically, just soaking in water and apple cider vinegar, that's what usually does best. It helps hydrate the hoof as well as condition it, too. So apple cider vinegar, it's pretty much like the miracle product, basically. I would imagine apple apple cider, we should put apple cider vinegar over feed to help with flies. <clears throat> and then I would imagine that on feet would probably help with like uh, antifungal, too. Oh, yeah. It works on, it's like abscesses, soaking, soaking in abscesses. Um, it helps draw out the abscess but as well as it helps kill the bacteria in the abscess yeah. um and it works as a really good like you said antifungal as well as for thrush yeah so i don't have to walk around my fingers purple all the time now no <laughs> you just walk around smelling yeah. like apple cider vinegar there you go well, I, don't fly, know fl- fl- I don't know flies won't bite me so there's that um yeah <laughs> so, but the reason i brought you on is we both have a background in barrel horses in that whole industry but before we get into all that i want you to tell a little bit i just got completely tongue-tied we're leaving that in (laughs) the um is uh, i want you to tell a little bit about yourself if you want to your your background how you got in the industry you know if you're first generation whatever um Mm -hmm. and then you know just synopsis let's see i grew up in alaska uh, I we trail rode all over like the Wasilla Palmer area. That was our big thing. And then at 12 years old, of course, I grew up feral in Alaska. Let's let's just leave it at that. <laughs> at 12 years old, moved down here. Uh, we moved. We were renting a place on a property that was in front of one of the biggest barrel racers um, in Kentucky. I don't remember his name. He was a big IBRA guy. Um, I think he's still running. Um, I just I'm horrible with names, but. He pretty much got us 
set with barrel racing here because even up in Alaska as a kid all I wanted to do was run barrels and I think the yeah. very first barrel race that I saw was a rodeo um at the state fair um but even before then it's like I want to be a barrel racer I was just like I don't even know where that came from it's just something that I've always wanted to do it's like we watched the NFR as a kid and I guess that's kind of where I got it but um <clears throat> yeah we moved down here um didn't really have a riding instructor once we moved so I pretty much I had to I had to teach myself how to run barrels and then we went to a lot of Josie clinics um talk, about, Josie just, talk about going the hard way around yes <laughs> very hard way <laughs> yeah and then um one of the best ways that I learned was watching people in exhibitions who are better than me and really paying attention to what they were doing with their hands, especially when they're on um, their Colts. It was like, if they were going to say like work three exhibition runs, like first time they trotted their horse, like, okay, I get that. And then the second time they might lope their horse and they're loping eight foot around that barrel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're making multiple passes. It's like, okay, what exactly are they doing with their hands, with their feet? How is that horse shaped up? And how are they approaching the next barrel? And I think I learned more just from watching those who were better than me. And yeah, I still do that to this day. It's like, I'll go in, no one's watching exhibitions. I'll be the only one in there. It's like, I'm still learning a lot just from that. Yeah, you know, and I was I had someone join my life, good friend of mine, Dapple Doe on TikTok. Everybody go look <laughs> her up. Great, funny, funny gal. Um, and she's just now getting started. And she's like, I don't I know I'm just I'm just going out there and sending it. And I was like, you know what? Go send it, go have fun. You know, that's the whole point of it. The MBHA is a great place to be to just to send it. And <laughs> You know, and we were, she's like, you know, and then first I was having problems with this can and then I started having problems with this can. I said, listen, here's what's going to happen. Two is going to hang everybody up at first. Everybody's going to hate two because your approach on two is going to be all jacked up depending on how you lead off of one. All yes. Right? And then, you know, she's like, well, three is my best. And then I had a good one and two. And then all of a sudden you just bulldoze three. I was like, yeah, well, you're at phase two of, you know, barrel racer nightmare. I was like, now we just got to figure it all out because you're going to get really relaxed with one and two. Go, man, those are good. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap, how do I approach three now? Yeah, because it's like each barrel, you know, you approach it at a different angle. So it's like the stages of, you know, learning barrel racing. got to learn your first, second, and third, and then, of course, the run home. But it, it's just, yeah, it's a mind game once you get to that point of learning, like, each the, the nuances of just approaching each barrel and just the different aspects of it. It's, it's yeah, fun. They, you know, and I think a lot of folks, they think that run home is just clear cut run home and they forget mm -hmm. is how you break off of that, off of that third <laughs> can. If you break clean off and it's still another approach, it's just your next mm -hmm. approach is through that gate. And mm -hmm. if you've got the horse shouldered over toward the right hand, if you're running a right hand pattern, you're shouldered over, you know, to the mm -hmm. uh your your shoulder over to the left when you break that third can. Yeah. You know you've got to realign that horse on that run home. So you're you're losing yeah. tenths of a second trying to get that horse back in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people they don't them. Yeah, they just they just see guys and gals going in there look like they're running with their hair on fire and they don't understand exactly how technical oh, it really yeah. is. Like if you watch some of those top people as they approach the barrels, it's like just watching all the subtle things they do with their hands on their approach. It's amazing. It's like, and you don't even think about it when you're doing it. It's just muscle memory at that point. It, it's fun to watch. 
So you got so in Kentucky, you you got involved. Let's pick up there. It yeah, uh, that that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, everything I've pretty much done on my own because I was such a shy person growing up that I I was too scared to approach people. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I did the whole TikTok thing um, was just to force myself to start speaking more and learning to become a little bit more articulate because I just I suck at articulation. That's one yeah. thing that I just I, I'm not good at. Do you know but... how long it takes me to make make like a one minute video? Oh, it's just, just like a one minute video of me making fun of something is like <laughs> I, I've got an hour tied up in that because I'm oh, that sounds like trash. Well, let me go back. And then I get tongue tied and I'm like, that sounds like trash. Let me, yes, know. that's me. But and yeah. then th them three minute history videos. Yeah, I just set a half a day aside to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine because it's like I have so much information going on in my head. I feel like I have to talk real fast. And it's like, no, stop, settle down. But then I start overthinking because like, oh, stop, settle down. It's like, wait. <laughs> but you have a perfect, in my opinion, you have a perfect delivery for that app because people want that information. They want it quick. Because yeah. let's just face it, the majority of people that are looking at that app are, you know, in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, so they want that information. And if it's delivered to them too slow, they're just going to swipe. Yeah. Yeah. I think they said like, um people's attention span for a video on tiktok is try to keep it under a minute so sometimes it's like when i want to just talk i'll let it go over a minute but other times when i'm trying to get a certain point across then i'll try to keep it under a minute mm -hmm. but lately i've just not cared you like your delivery and i cannot remember the guy's name um he's a farmer out in the midwest uh um and I can't think of another way to put this, and he he will probably laugh when I say this. Um, he's a, a very flamboyant personality. Uh -huh. um, do you know who I'm talking about? I, I'm not sure. Um, he I, And I can't remember if his name is like the gay farmer or what. I can't remember the guy's oh. name. I wish I could because I would love to give him a plug because his content is amazing. Yeah. Um, but his delivery is very similar to yours. And mm -hmm. it's that I may have come across a couple of his videos. He's hilarious. And he's on point. Yeah, I may have followed him. But I can't remember. But it, it's a very similar type scenario, the way he delivers, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the punchline of what he's, he's he's trying to get to and the way he talks. Mm -hmm. And then, like, like I remember the first time I came across one of your videos, I was like, she gets it. She gets it. I was <laughs> like, her delivery is awesome. I was like, her content is awesome. And the substance of the content, I was there for. I was like, we could drink beers. I was like, I'd just be perfectly... Yeah. Perfect, because you know you just hit me as a type of person like halfway through you go you're kind of a dumbass you know that right yeah I do you know so are you oh yeah yeah you know, I, I mean like, I was accused I used to work at Amazon for a while and I was accused of being too blunt and they're like oh but that's a good thing I'm like yeah but you said that after yeah. <laughs> that was a save in your uh, your um, accusation of me being a little too blunt so to just go down I, yeah I, and I'm the same way at work luckily I work for a, a small uh, family business and I'm, I'm really good yeah. friends with the with the people mm -hmm. that actually own the company and uh i do that with a with a laborer that works for us like every monday i'm like i'll just look at him and go, morning buddy he's like good morning i was like i gotta retrain you today are you good <laughs> yeah yeah how much how much do you smoke this weekend oh man 
And everybody's like, man, you give him hell. I was like, well, you know, I mean, you got to ask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to work at a tobacco warehouse where it was that way, too. And I, the job itself was just kind of tedious. But the camaraderie myself and the other people had, it was just, it was fun. It's yeah. like we could go in, make fun of everybody and didn't have to worry about getting fired for it. And you can't do that at yeah. a lot of places. And it's kind of sad. No, that's why I love being. That's what love being just a, you know, a blue collar hand. It, it, because I mean, it's, it comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. It is just how that is. But this is a perfect segue, though. Just <laughs> in the barrel industry, and it doesn't matter what fast if it's NBHA or Noble or if you're um, WPRA, mm -hmm. it's going to be all the same. The bluntness of your peers. Yes. And I don't yes, know, that, I, and I'd like to say I don't know if they all mean to be as blunt as they are. But yeah. if you're if you're new to it, holy cow, you you're gonna spend a lot of trips back home, really like digging deep, you know, trying yeah. to figure out what's wrong with you. Yeah, it's a really good way to kind of get yourself to overthink when you hear people being blunt. But that's something you just gotta learn. It's like they're sick because I had to learn this growing up because people would approach me. It's like, you know, if you did this, you could shave, you know, X amount of seconds off your time. And me wanting to improve bad, it's like, okay, I'm gonna take what they said to heart. But I had to kind of learn to be open about that because it's like I was a shy little kid and I didn't yeah. want to do anything wrong. And for someone to point out me doing something wrong, it kind of hurt. But then when I applied what they said and my time got better, I saw the benefit to it. Yeah. And so I started becoming more open about people just approaching me, giving me unsolicited advice. And of course, I don't give unsolicited advice because I don't like to be that person of, you need to do this. And it's like, I got to, oh, yeah. yeah, approach thing, approach people a little more tactfully. That's right. I don't want to be that but person that's. Hated. Yeah, but I'm also an advocate, even if it's said in a condescending manner, in this mm -hmm. industry, if anybody gives you any advice, think about it. Yes. Uh, because it's not free. Most of the time, you know, somebody somewhere down the line had to pay for what they're telling you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, it, they, they're still an asshole for the way they said it. But, you mm -hmm. know, when you get in a truck, go, hmm, I'm going to try that and I get home. Oh, yeah. And sometimes yeah. people just aren't aware of how they're saying it. It's like their no. bedside manners are bad. But they're just not aware. So it's something you have to consider when someone's, you know, dropping advice. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, there's, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. It's just most people in the barrel industry all do it the snarkiest way possible. Now, oh, yeah. But yeah, but then you also have those, those that, you know, those, those girls that are come up to and go, go, your horse is skinny and then just walk away. Oh, yeah. Those you are know? meant to get in your head. Yeah, or someone, they come out of the pen, they had a good run, and like, that third barrel, watch out, it's slick. And it's like, yeah, I didn't see you slip on it at all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or, you know, or say something like, uh, you know, uh, somebody told me, um, and it had me worried all night one time that uh, when we were we were warming up and in the arena adjacent to uh, mm -hmm. where the pattern was and said um I might wanted to, to walk my horse around a little bit and get an eye on her because she looked like she was lame. Yeah. And oh, I was yeah. and I was like, shit. So I started walking around. I was like, you're not lame. You're just a dummy. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. Or the horse trips. And it's like, does she have EPM? Like, no. <sighs> it, it's, there, it, it, there's it, a giant dirt claw that she tripped on. 
There is an EPM comment in every horse. Oh, I know. Oh, my oh. God. For sale ad. Somebody goes, well, you know, uh, this horse is doing this. This horse is doing that. That's why I'm selling. We're not a good match. You yeah. know, have you treated him for EPM? Yes. I'm like, oh, I, oh, I was selling a absolute drop dead gorgeous golden buckskin stallion that i had i bought him as a weanling i had him for five years and it's like you know i don't really want to do any breeding so i'm gonna go ahead and sell him and he kind of he had a really nice hindquarter but his tail set was kind of high and that was another reason why i didn't really want to keep him because it's like eh, i don't really like that high tail set and, mm -hmm. but the people that came the lady she didn't understand horses so i was like why are you looking at a buck or a, a, a stud? She's like, well, I really like his color. I'm like, oh, okay. No. But then the, the expert that she brought with her, she looked at him and he's like, he's got EPM. And I was like, he's standing tied to the trailer. How can you tell he's got EPM? He's got an atrophy in his hindquarter. I'm like, what atrophy? Like he, his tail set. I'm like, that's confirmation, <laughs> not mm -hmm. EPM. It's like, Oh my word. And then I got him in the round pen and started working him. And she was like, well, he moves good. I'm like, do you think he has EPM now? And she goes, well, I don't know. We got to test it. And I'm just like, Oh my God. <laughs> so I had a, I had a horse. In fact, it was one of my, um, um, really it was like the second horse I ever had. And she had got up to the point. She was almost 30 in decent health was mm -hmm. still easy ish keeper, you know, for her age. And, uh, I was, pretty much retiring her to just be a pasture ornament like she was getting to where she was getting sore and you know little things were bothering her like if you if you rode her more than like 30 minutes it was just to the point like it was just ugh, yeah. it's killing her and i was like you know i just it's time for you to just you're built for feed not speed now it's okay baby. yeah <laughs> and uh you know and it happens i know some horses that are like 35 and perfectly serviceable you know and then there's oh some horses that are like 19 and they're just falling apart but so i had this horse and i had a guy approach me and he goes um you know hey i i hear you know you're gonna retire that horse and i said like, yeah she's been retired for a little while now and he goes you know my son needs to some chores he needs to learn some you know some uh how did he put it um responsibility and he goes you know i got he said we just bought that place it's pastured there's a run in out there and um it was like a two acre pasture sown and coastal like perfect and he's like he said let he said let me take her he goes she could be a pet he goes and he can groom her and he can feed her and he can learn some stuff and he goes and hell i like looking at her every day mm -hmm. and i said you know what that might be a good retirement for her she ain't got to compete with yeah. no other horses and so they come over and they bring this guy with them. That's supposed to be a horse trainer. <laughs> and first of all, he's like, yeah, I'm just looking over making sure, you know, they're getting a raw deal. And I'm like, I'm giving them the horse mm -hmm. like for free, you know, just don't sell her. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. free lease type deal. And he goes, are her hawks always that small? <laughs> and I said, dude, it's been raining for four days and she's been tromping through mud. Mm -hmm. She's 30 years old. Yeah. It's like they're, they're a little the swole. Yeah. It's like they're getting the horse for free. Like, yeah. What you expect perfect, especially for a 30 year old animal. I and, mean. They're, and they're not even going to ride it. Like, the no. intention is not even going to, they're not even going to ride the horse. Like, it's just going to be a pet. 
Like she's yeah. just she's gonna get treats and rubs and grooms, and that was gonna be like the whole thing. And then this guy's like her hawk, so he's that small, you know. Um, she looks like she could lose, you know, look like she could use a full few pounds. I'm like, well, if you can figure out how to put them on her, more power on you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, but that gut is not absorbing shit these days. I was like, you know, okay. but she was she was good. She was still eating hay, and she was uh, I'd put her on a senior feed, and she was she was maintaining a pretty good weight, but she was. A little leaner than probably optimal form when she was probably 10 years old. And yeah, this guy's yeah. looking at her going, you know, she's, and she was a Morgan, mm-hmm. which is already not a huge horse. Yeah. Know? So she's they kind of have a smaller frame. Yeah. So she's barrel chested, mm-hmm. but she's got a, a narrow hind end, you know, and she just looked like a prototypical old Morgan. And he's, you know, he's expecting a, I don't know if he was trying to find a halter quarter horse in there or what, but world champion halter quarter horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like, he's supposed to be, you know, looking at uh impressive or something. You yeah. Know? But I'm like, you know, dude, no. And then finally, I just, I just started talking to the dad, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, but they, they had her and you don't think I'm full of crap. That horse lived another eight years. Really? Lived another eight years, just belly full of grass mm-hmm. and a nice pasture, you know. Yeah. Living her best life in retirement. Yeah. Grandkids coming and, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it ended up, it, it ended up good for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Too, there's too many people out there who claim to be trainers who really shouldn't be and who claim to be experts who really shouldn't be. What? You know, and that's like the like my first thing I always tell people, and I'm like, so, and I always lead off with videos whenever I give any kind of horse advice. Like it'll just mm-hmm. hit me, and I'm like, so first of all, disclaimer: I am not a horse trainer. Yeah, I don't claim to be a horse trainer. Mm-hmm. Have I tuned up horses for money? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have Have I started some horses? Yes. Am I a horse yeah. trainer? No, mm-hmm. I am not your horse trainer. <laughs> yeah, no, you're yeah, that's that's important to yeah. note a lot of people. Yeah. But no. yeah, it's like there's been a lot of new trainers in my area anyway that have come up and it's like, yeah, you could ride the one horse, but being able to ride does not constitute you being able to train that horse because you bought that horse already trained. Uh, yeah, oh my god. Oh, and it, it it and that kind of brings us full circle back to the barrel industry. Mm-hmm. Is the amount the amount of people that will send their kid to somebody who's somebody who's never even qualified for in their district? Yes, and they never even got a district award. Mm-hmm. You know, and send them send their kid to training. Yeah, know, to that person, and I'm like, hold up, listen. I know accolades are not everything. Methodology is like, I know a lot of really good, uh, really really good trainers. That is, is for in the grand scheme of showing haven't accomplished a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But when you send your kid to a 14 year old. Yeah. That has that's... never done anything other than, I don't know, a couple of years of, of NBHA district shows. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm not quite sure about the rules in Kentucky. I know like teens can train, but they cannot sell. I don't know if it's legal for them to be giving lessons under 18 i'm not sure i have to look at the rules again um but even with adults it's like if they haven't like like as you said when a district award even qualified in their district um it's like i i don't know that i'd want to send my kid to someone who doesn't know how to win if i want my kid to win 
It's like, exactly. if I want them to win, I'm going to send them to someone who knows how to win so they can give, you know, pass on that advice. Yeah. yeah ex well, exactly. Or it at least has, um, I always use the analogy of like the guys that put on football and baseball camps for youth, Like mm -hmm. those guys probably never played in a Super Bowl or a world series, but they have people that they have taught who have. Yeah. You know, there's that facet too. Like I've had, you know, I've never shown it NBHA worlds. Mm -hmm. the closest i ever came was a wild card mm -hmm. the i have kids that i've trained that have qualified for worlds mm -hmm. completely different scenario all right but i see a lot of people spending money on backyard training operations for people especially barrels yeah. you know oh, to yeah. somebody who quite honestly you know they they for one they could very easily be their own kid they're only a couple of years older than their kid yeah and, don't have any kids that they have trained have done anything. They haven't personally done anything. And yeah. now you are trusting this person with your kid and your kid's horse. Yeah. You know, that's the other piece of the puzzle too. Mm -hmm. Your kid's horse is also involved. That huge monetary investment mm -hmm. is now you know, on the cusp of being ruined and a ruined horse is, is a thing. People, you can screw horses up. It, oh, you, know, you yeah. spend all, you can spend all the training money you want on training. You, you know, doesn't matter who you send that horse to world-class horse trainer, extraordinaire and spend thousands of dollars on him. You bring him home and you let him set for three months. You're back. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, they do it because, Oh, it's cheap. I can get, you know, lessons from this person cheaper. And it's like, okay, but what's the quality of that lesson? What yeah. are they going to do to your horse? What are they going to instill in your kid? Are, is your kid going to hate it at the end of the lesson? <laughs> and is your horse going to hate, you know, the job at the end of the lesson too? That's something else to consider. Yeah. Well, it's easy to ruin a horse, especially a good horse. Oh, yeah. Well, and then not only that, but like all the folks that just, like I said, they spend crazy money and, and get horses with all the buttons and then they don't understand the buttons and then they just let the horse set. Yeah. Yeah, or they we, go and send, or they try to get lessons from someone who didn't train that horse, and they bought it. They bought the horse from, or yeah, from the people who put the buttons on. But then they're not going and getting lessons from that person who put the buttons on. They're getting it from someone else who doesn't even understand that that horse has buttons on top of buttons. Oh, you'd be amazed at the people that don't understand, that don't know how to ask the right questions. Oh, like when yeah. when buying a horse, like, hey, uh, we, you know. For X amount of dollars, can the horse stay here for another 30 days while I take lessons from you on this horse? Yeah. And it doesn't matter how accomplished of a rider you are. Like when you go do your test ride on that horse, which please, for the love of God, you should be test riding horses. Don't yes. buy horses just tied on scene. And mm -hmm. if you're not having a conversation with that person, hey, you need to show me this horse mm -hmm. the correct way over X amount of weeks or X amount of days, um, you are not buying a horse correctly. Especially yeah. if you're investing a lot of money. Now, if you're just going to buy somebody's $1,500 backyard horse, you know, or, or something like that, I, obviously there's not a lot of buttons probably on that horse. Now, I'm no. not saying that there's, I'm not saying, you know, there's diamonds in the rough. I'm not saying, you know, because I know somebody's going to be in the comments right now going, but I got a $1,500 metallic cat and it hit all the buttons and it, it runs 30 mile an hour and it'll cut every cow and it'll do this and I can rope and it it runs, it runs a 13 second 1D time and uh, no, we're not talking about you. 
No, it's like there's exceptions about the average, to the rule, but the, the exceptions don't make the rules. We're talking about that average Craigslist thousand dollar horse here. Yeah, the yeah, the vast majority of those, it's like there there are diamonds in the rough, but there's a lot of rough diamonds and, out there too. <laughs> no, listen, there's there's a lot of just quartz rocks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of diamonds in the rough, and there's a lot that just can't be cut. You know. No, no. Uh, we had a conversation last night with someone. I love how we just went deep into the weeds here. But uh, I had a conversation with someone last night on live, and uh, we were talking about. And I said, you know, a lot of people say, well, there's no such thing as bad horses. There's just uh, bad people. And I said, nine out of ten times, I will say somewhere down the line, a person let that horse down. I said, but there's always that one horse out of ten that just was never cut out for human interaction. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> it's like, just like people, you get that one psychotic person who does not need to be in society. You get no. the same with horses and any other animal. That animal does not need to be, you know, especially in human hands, as that, far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. Everybody goes, you know, you get Everybody going, every horse deserves a chance. Listen, listen, like, <laughs> don't, don't hate me, but there's some horses that get way too many chances. Oh yeah. Like they should have been shipped off like five owners yeah. ago. And, you horse. know, and it, and I've seen horses that were really well-bred, like they were meticulously bred mm -hmm. and still just came out turds. Oh yeah. Confirmational, confirmational nightmares, mental cases. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just like, what happened? You yeah, little, ro you little roach back psychotic twerp. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they come up confirmationally perfect, but then something in their head just didn't oh, form right, and they're I'm, just psychotic. I, I'm firmly convinced if they have perfect confirmation and they're of a popular color, they're psychotic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially buckskins and palomitos. Yeah. That's if, if, right yeah. If they're if they're confirmationally <laughs> kind of like a Picasso, it's probably a damn good pleasure horse. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look at that thing, go how 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 do you exist? Like you know, <laughs> chances are it's going to be that's a good family horse. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like like it's yeah. the ones that you don't that don't look like they would win. Who end up becoming the winner? Oh my gosh! So, and that's funny. Like, especially in like in the barrel world, like with things like and what 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 do you run? I mean, you run WPRA, you run. I run NBHA, AQHA, and NPBA, which is the uh, Pole Bending Association. Okay, pole bending is so fun. Oh, um, I love poles. Yeah, I, poles I love are so fun. Barrels, <laughs> but you know you you see that a lot of times in well, like mbha because mbha is one of those great things that when done correctly it's run what you brung and it can be a lot of family fun like you oh, know yeah. you don't need a registered course to do it either no you could just go out there and just have fun and i've seen a lot of girls you know and guys they keep forgetting i am the exception to the rule you know that will go to worlds on 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 the family on the family villager horse you know it, it happens it happens all the time because you know Sparky had a little more speed and a little more agility than they, than they thought, you know. But again, mm -hmm. clean is fast. You don't have to oh, run yeah. like your hair's on fire if you can. You if you're squeaky clean. But yeah. just um, the some of the horses that you'll see, like you'll see some stuff come up, you know, and they they look like they're they're fifteen three, but the saddle pad looks like it touches their tail. Yes, you know, and, like you'll see like, stuff like that, and you're like, what are you? You know? Yeah, and, need to work horsemanship a little bit. Yeah, you know, and you'll see somebody that's like, you know, something that looks like it's like a quarter or an eighth draft, and you're like, 
what are you you know yeah they run out there and they're just they're just ripping off these like amazing times you're like all right i see you you know oh yeah Uh, are these things that literally you know like somebody would bring like uh, uh, a good friend of mine has a halter bread paint and Uh she's a 1d horse and i'm like how oh yeah that's like my mayor Mia. She was one D pole horse. She could care less about barrels because she was just like, eh, I'm doing it just because you're you want to do it. But she loved poles and being halter breast, like you wouldn't expect that. Yeah. But she just she was consistent in like low twenties and yeah. almost teens and she was we, just a phenomenal horse. So <laughs> our our best pole horse was a horrible barrel horse. Um <laughs> she was I called her the world's ugliest palomino. Cause she was the world's ugliest palomino. She looked like, you know, like her ears were all like chewed up. I don't know what happened to her before I got her. She had like one eye socket half caved in. Oh no. Big, big mule head. Um, uh, had a little head bob to her. So we assumed she was a Tennessee Walker cross. Mm-hmm. I got her so cheap that I was just like, I don't care. And, oh, yeah. uh, so I got her and I was just going to use her in a lesson program. And then all of a sudden we found the flying lead change button one day. And we're like, oh, <laughs> someone, someone has done some work on you. Mm-hmm. Um, she was not very fast, but them lead changes came in handy. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was running like, you know, 23s, 22s and mm-hmm. poles. Like, that's blazing. Yeah. You know? oh, that's a pretty good time. I mean, yeah. it's, it's very rare that you get a horse that does well in both poles and barrels. Oh, it's like it's yeah. usually one or the other. Yeah. And, and I think it has a lot to do with, um, me personally i think it has a lot to do to me pole horses and nobody shoot me and i think pole horses are a little bit more refined in their movement um Mm -hmm. you know barrel horses you know there's a lot of really refined barrel horses out there don't get me wrong but barrel Mm -hmm. horses have a little bit more of that raw it's like indy versus nascar they're both fast (laughs) as shit and they both will do the exact same thing one does it with a little bit more grace and elegance the other does a little bit more running farts yeah and with barrels it's like you have more room to maneuver there's, where poles yeah, you there's, have poles no, there's no room for air yeah no <laughs> no you have you, you, to be fine for poles yeah you don't stop and think at poles like if no. you're think if you're thinking halfway through you know that you're first or second wave you're doing something <laughs> wrong you and the horse are not on the same page and y'all are about to go two opposite directions you're going too slow if you're thinking. Or you're going to catch a pole in the neck. Something's going to, you or know, you're going to drill it in your knee. I've drilled some so hard. It's like they'll get caught between my knee and the saddle. I'm just like, how did this happen? I hit, <laughs> I hit my, I hit my knee at work the other day, and I, I banged it like the inside of my knee. I banged it up real wow. bad, and it just it swole yeah. up. And I was like, I remember that. I mm-hmm. remember what that's like. This. Oh week. yeah, I still have like bruises on my knee from hitting a pole what a couple months ago and i'm just like why and then the metal barrels it's like i've got like scars and then those those scars they last for months from metal barrels i don't understand that it's like you can yeah. barely scrape them and you just barely get some skin off and it's like why is this lasting so long i don't yeah i don't i don't grow hair on the inside of my legs anymore no, <laughs> that just does like slick as a baby's butt on the inside of my legs, and the inside of my knees is just like I don't know, it was like chewed bubble gum. Oh lord, yeah, yeah. that's what my shins look like. Oh, <laughs> <you> got, uh, <laughs> golly, it's just yeah, yeah. By the way, people, folks, you do get you do get hurt barrel racing. It's a thing. Like yeah. there, there's folks that believe it's ah, oh, it's safe. You don't do anything. Okay, 
what? Wait till metal barrels are involved. Even plastic yeah. ones. <laughs> tell that tell tell that to my traumatic brain injury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean oh, golly. Um and so something else I want to talk about. I I don't know. We'll probably circle back to Rocket Donkeys. But oh, yeah. um the the amount of folks in comment sections, just when you give any little bit of advice. Like anything, and it could be the most innocent advice mm-hmm. ever, you know, like, you know, or do uh, my favorites, the comments on people that go, hey, come with me while I feed my horses, you know, and they're, they're oh, <laughs> and they're mixing their rocket donkey fuel, you know, whatever they're feeding mm-hmm. their horses. That's what I call it. It doesn't matter if you barrel race or not. If you're mixing a bunch of stuff, that's rocket donkey fuel to me. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so they're mixing all their stuff. And then somebody going, you know, I wouldn't use that supplement or I wouldn't use that brand or I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare use Purina or I wouldn't dare use this or, or, uh, have you, have you, have you had your, um, have you had fecals done? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what is wrong with you people, man? Just watch the video. There's feed your damn yeah. horse. Yeah. It's like, I have, you know, my opinions on certain feeds, but I'm not going to go on people's comments and be like, Hey, I, I don't think you should feed that. It's like, that's not your horse, not your problem. No, and you know, that's how I look at it too. Like there are feeds that I like and feeds that I don't like. And if they work if they work really good for your horse, horses are individuals, just like people. Yes. They have different metabolisms. They digest all every horse has got a different metabolism. Mm-hmm. And if that feed really works for you and you hate it, guess what? You don't get to say so. Because that no. horse looks fantastic. Oh yeah, if they look fantastic and perform fantastic, it's like you shouldn't say anything. As much yeah, as well, you don't like that feed, it's like it's working for that that horse listen i know i know plenty of slick fat pretty off the track thoroughbreds that are just on like forage and ration balancer oh yeah yeah that's that's pretty much all i feed tari now is just yeah um like hay pellets uh beet pulp and then um her supplements and she's i get made fun of for her looking like she's about ready to drop a foal yeah well that that's how mine always look in fact my my barrel horse i um just sold to a good friend of mine uh, mm-hmm. sold leased sort of it's kind of one of those in-between things it, yeah. it, it's complicated um <laughs> anyway um and she went to her and she goes holy hell and i was like what she goes how do you let her get this fat and i said she's not fat she goes but she's not in shape to be running a pattern and i was like well she's kind of sat it's okay she's just been pleasure ridden <laughs> and she goes well yeah i put some muscle back on her and i'm like okay <laughs> um but you know like I never fed extravagantly. Like I, you know, we always fed, uh, we always fed omeline and then forage, <laughs> and she got some joint support and a pour over mineral. That's all she needed. Did it do the same oh. thing for my pleasure horse? And like they, they stay slick and shine, and they got good weight, and I don't have to worry about anything. Oh like yeah, that, that works for me. And I know a lot of folks are like, ah, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. Well, that's awesome. It works for you. And it also depends on your region too. It's like, what's the mineral content of mm-hmm. like your region? It's like, then you're going to have to, it's like here in Kentucky, we are very selenium deficient. So yeah. we have to selenium. Whereas I'm, other places like Oklahoma, they are, they're too high in selenium. Yeah. So and like, you, well, like here in South Carolina, we don't like, we, you see selenium blocks and mm-hmm. you see pour overs that are high in selenium, but we don't really use them because we don't, like, we don't really have a need for that much selenium here. Like, mm-hmm. There, we get a lot of selenium in our forage. Yeah. Yeah. Ours, we have none where there's absolutely no, no selenium in our ground, um, uh-huh. but we are really high in iron and magnesium. So it's like you have to supplement 
extra copper and zinc to counteract mm -hmm. the high iron and magnesium because the iron and magnesium cancel out copper and zinc. So you have to add an, an almost an exorbitant amount just for, so they can absorb a little bit. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm just, you know, that's one of the things like I'm very lucky where I live. We don't like we pay attention, but we don't have to think about it as much as like yeah. you guys do because we don't oh, have yeah. too, too many deficiencies. Um, a little bit. Um, we we go a little bit heavier on on the iron here, mm -hmm. um, but outside of that, like I just, we're pretty lucky. Yeah, you know, yeah, being being, that... a, being yeah, being a coastal <laughs> plain, we're we're pretty we're, mm -hmm. we're pretty lucky. Great, 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 great coastal Bermuda. I know a lot of people consider coastal Bermuda like one of those one of those cheaper forms of forage, but man, mm -hmm. ours ours test really really good when compared oh, yeah. to other okay. protein too, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. So like yeah. our the forage quality on the, the coastal the coastal I buy, which these guys are meticulous about these fields, mm -hmm. um, is off the charts for uh, for coastal. Like oh, yeah. it, it's up there, it's up there with some fescues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know, and you can get it, you can get it, you can get around, you know, for fifty bucks. You know, that's not bad at all. I mean, we're I think paying fifty five right now just for cow hay. Yeah. round bales but not horse hay <laughs> yeah horse no, and this is yeah this is horse quality middle of the field um, oh yeah i'm not yeah. getting none of that edge stuff full of sticks and briars and all like that. that they'll sell yeah. that for cow hay and i'm like that's why everybody's cows are so fat they're, yeah. getting, they're getting the edge of the field of horse coastal you know but, yeah uh, but no we feed we do feed a lot of coastal here we feed a lot of alfalfa but it's shipped in alfalfa doesn't mm -hmm. grow over the dam here oh alfalfa grows like weeds here you can get six cuttings yeah. yeah. Are you in Eastern Kentucky or Western Kentucky? Uh, right in the middle. Oh, you're right in the middle. <laughs> so, I'll be yeah. I'll be in Kentucky in uh in March. Um, oh. Yeah, I'll be in Lexington for Road to the Horse. I get Road to the Horse every year. Oh, okay. I was thinking about going that to that this year. I may have to go. It's gonna. It, be... it depends on what weekend it's gonna be because I I will be able to run Tari yeah. in March, and so I'll have to. So, yeah, it's gonna be me and uh, Jessamine Rice. Um. I think Hannah Schroeder might show up. Um, Kristen, uh, basic white butch, um, is going to come hang out with us. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to, yeah, I might have to make a trip and go well, hang out. Yeah. Her. Last last year, I hung around Craig Cameron for like an hour. So. Oh, yeah. I, I love Craig Cameron. He's, he's, he's hilarious. Great. I watched him completely. I've probably told this story a hundred times, but like I'm sitting there. He comes up and I'm talking to him and everything. And uh, super nice guy. He's shorter than me, which I love. But uh, <laughs> See, yeah, like, yeah, like nobody, nobody's ever shorter than me, right? And Craig yeah. Cameron's shorter than me. But Craig Cameron like oozes the essence of cowboy. Like, yeah, you know, he just oozes it, just like the way he walks. I'm like, that guy's been busted up a couple hundred times, you know. Oh. And he's walking through, and uh, he's he's talking to everybody. And I sit and I'm talking to him, and he's eating. You know, and then he looks at the menu and you realize he wants something out from the concession stand. Like he's just walking around everybody else. Craig's not hiding. Craig mm -hmm. is walking around with the public. He wants people to know Craig Cameron's there, by God. Mm -hmm. So Craig is going, <laughs> this is his personality, people. And I love it. Mm -hmm. He's loud and in, and in charge. But so he's he's he, he's looking at the line of the concessions. And then all of a sudden I see him come up. Everybody goes, Mr. Cameron, can, can you take a picture? Yeah, yeah, I'll take a picture with you. You know? And uh, so he'll take a picture and he'll shake hands and somebody else will see him. Then half the line will turn and talk to him and he's shaking. And he's, I see what he's slowly, he's slowly walking down the concession line till he finds mm -hmm. himself in the front of it. And he makes his order, gets his food. And he, 
He looks back at me and winks. And I'm like, I see you, Craig. I see you. It's like the slickest thing ever. Oh, yeah. that That's a good maneuver right there. I mean, when I you're mean, Craig Cameron, you can do that. When you're Jay okay. Ryan Chastain, you can't, you know? No, no. You got to build your name up first before you pull a tag like that. I, well, so I did get cornered coming out of the bathroom, which was kind of weird. <laughs> I had gone, I had gone like half the week up there, you know, things like, you know, like, like four days, you know, it goes on. And so I'm coming out of the bathroom. My hands are still wet because they were out of paper towels. So I'm like shaking them all. Oh yeah. And and these four ladies come out of the bathroom and they're like, we follow you on TikTok and I'm still shaking my hands off. (laughs) And I'm like, Hey, how are you? You want to take a picture? (laughs) I don't know what to do. What do I do with my hands? And, uh, I was with Jessamyn Rice that day, and then she comes around the corner, and she goes, who is that? And I was like, some people that follow me on TikTok, and she just rolled her eyes. And uh, so uh, her and her group ended up leaving. Uh, they had a horse show at the Kentucky Horse Park that same afternoon. So I stayed, and I watched and was conversing with the people around me. I go to get up and leave. There's like eight people at my truck <laughs> because it says Chastain Farms on the back. Yeah. And... Yeah, so they're like, wait, I was like, I don't know what to do. So I text Jessamyn, I go, do I go to my truck or do I not? And she goes, go to your truck. And I was like, but I don't I don't know these people. <laughs> That's so what we do. You know, like now, now I'm cool with it. Like I've been spotted a couple of times now, so it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm approachable now if you see me. But yeah. it was just really weird. And like I didn't even have the following I have now. Mm-hmm. But it was just, that's a big horse event, you know, so you're going to get those yeah. people there. And then I had somebody, as I was leaving, like, there's two lanes of traffic. Somebody pulled up, rolled the windows, and I started honking the horn mm-hmm. and, like, waving at me. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> you? you know, that was like, you know, after I started my account on TikTok, it's like, I think I was 15,000 followers in and I was already getting recognized at horse shows like oh we love you TikTok. I think that was right after I started doing the how to upset Betty Barrel Racers oh my (laughs) gosh that was the that was the best series of videos oh I've got a couple more I'm just waiting for the weather to improve just like I'm not gonna sit there and try to record too much while it's freezing I need to I need to make some more I did a I did a series one time and I need to bring it back because it's doing really good and I was like things that you can say things you say to uh I think it was things you can say to your horse, but not your kids. Oh yeah, or something, or something great. like that. I need to go back and look and see what that was. But they did really, really good. I mean, yeah, do, I, you know, I need to do that again. Do their own version of it, and yeah, it's they the funny. I thought the I thought the barn pals thing I did was going to take off where I put my face on some horses. Mm-hmm. Like that I was doing it. good. Those were doing good for a while, and then all of a sudden it was just like the last one I uploaded got like four hundred views, and I'm like, oh, that's not oh. working. Yeah, not, I think TikTok kind of updated itself. And so I think that messed up the algorithm. So it's like some videos, it's like we get really low views and others will kind of pick up a little bit. And just, it's weird. It's like, you can be about the same topic, but they're just not, the algorithms are messed up, I think. I don't know. No, I can get 1.8 million views on a video that explains the area emblem, their, <laughs> their logo. Uh, but I actually did a video about a guy who was a cowboy and a sheriff and rode a Japanese you know, bomb balloon mm-hmm. across Utah and almost died. You know, it only gets like three thousand. Oh, I know it, the algorithms are just so, so weird. I don't. I, I don't, I don't know. know. I just, I think it's you know, it's just you got you got to get it in time that in between somebody is 
pooping. Yes. That, that's the algorithm. <laughs> you got to get it. It's, just, it's, 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 it's the poop app, people. It's just what you're looking yeah. at when you poop. Yeah. It's like I've noticed I get more views when I upload in the evening versus if I upload in the morning, yeah. except for that very first video of mine that went viral with Tari doing her silly thing and the chipmunk voice. It's like I didn't expect that one to take off because I well, was just like, oh, here's a funny, funny yeah. uh, uh, I guess, voice effects so let's try it so <laughs> well, i used to upload i used to upload at i want uh like 6 30 7 a.m mm-hmm. and uh i could use a count on about lunchtime there's one point in time i could download i mean i could upload at like 7 a.m by lunchtime um i'd have ten thousand views you know on yep. whatever i posted mm-hmm. and then that went away so i started posting the night before around mm-hmm. seven and letting it go all night and then i would get I'd wake up and I'd have like eight, 10,000 views mm-hmm. and I'd be like, okay, well that's, that's good. You know, it's rolling, you know, we're, we're baby creators, you know, it's not like we get a hundred thousand views on everything. Yeah. Um, and then it turned in that I would do that and then I would post some and I would only get a handful, like a couple hundred. And I know yeah. a lot of, a lot of you out there that are, you know, just starting in content. You're like, oh shit, I'd love to have a couple hundred, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's going to come. And then all of a sudden you're going to get that couple hundred and then you're going to be like a fiend and going, I need a thousand. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you're going to have that first video gets 10,000. You're going to be like, well, I need 20,000 views. You know, yeah. it's going to start scratching your neck, you know, mm-hmm. like I need, I need them views, man. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, ugh. Hashtags. It, I did learn if you in being consistent with the hashtags that helps a lot. Yes, and so and then with the new algorithm, uh, keywords help too. And your mm. what whatever your when you do your, um, you know when you describe the video, yeah, mm. keywords are like part of the new algorithm. I wish they would just tell us this, but they don't. No, they don't. They they want to hide everything. It seems they they want you to crack the code. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, <laughs> and then when you do crack the code, they change something, so you have to re-crack it. And it's just—it's a constant exactly. battle. How are we? How do they expect us to crack a code when we're too busy arguing about you know using the buckle or tying a Texas T? Oh, I know, and it's like—it's almost like they encourage the bullying TikTok does. It's it just does. like positive, it kind of gets buried, but then anything yeah. negative, it's like they put it at the forefront of the for you page. I'm just like, why? I'm not a negative person. I don't want to see all this. <laughs> oh, no, no doubt. Past their feeding time. But so like, but one of the things, one of the positive things, so about all the social media stuff, especially with the Western industries, in my opinion, the Western industry has always been like 30 years behind when it came to like <laughs> advertising and promotion, especially with products and trying to work with creators and stuff like that. When it came to the internet, like this is the internet presence, you know, they're, they're still in 1995. Oh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of these companies are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one positive thing, especially in our industry, is, is social media and apps like TikTok has made it um, to where most people who wouldn't think about it or people who are more, you know, passive. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're getting it. They're getting that information. They're getting it in their face. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, and I have started seeing a lot of companies come around like, uh, Saratelli hat company, you know, has got starting to grow a decent, you know, presence, um, area mm-hmm. has grabbed it like by would they grab the internet with both hands, you know, um, a lot of other companies. And then you're seeing a lot of startup, you know, Western industry brands and stuff like that. And they're grabbing a hold of social media. And, and that's gotta be, you know, that that's a, especially for people like us that, mm-hmm. you know, are wanting to work with those folks. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, it's like in today's day and age, you only, you have to have social media just to even have a business because I mean that's it's almost free marketing basically. Oh yeah, if you, it, it is right. Well, and it, it's some of the cheapest. It's some of the cheapest marketing you can do. Like, if you oh, have yeah. a business, you know, if you pay for a banner for somewhere like Road to the Horse, mm-hmm. it's going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars to for you yeah. to be able to hang that banner out there. Oh yeah. Or you could you could reach the same amount of people a more and a more and just as targeted of an audience, mm-hmm. plus a few outliers, by throwing a couple hundred bucks at a content creator that's in the industry. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people still do not know, understand the worth of somebody like me or you or anyone else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, especially the more followers you get, the more your word's going to get out. So if you can learn to build your social media presence, I mean, it's going to, your business is going to take off. I mean, just in the last year that I've had TikTok, I mean, I now have sponsors, which I never had before. So yeah. it's like, it pays off. If well, you know and not only that, but one, there's one other thing about these companies that they 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 fail to realize. They're going to get instant feedback, oh yeah, positive and negative, and it's a way for them to be able to adjust their product or whatever. Because oh yeah, wh- whoever is promoting them, their comment section is going to be full full of exactly how people feel about your product, mm-hmm. and you can make those changes as quickly as possible versus the old way, which would take uh, for forever for the information to get back to you almost. Yeah. So in your in your opinion, because I mean, we kind of we seem to be cut a little bit from the same grain when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Has has the rise of social media and then now the popularity of of a lot of Western stuff? Because, I mean, you know, it, it, we are basically with what we do in that Western genre, mm-hmm. that Western industry. Um. And even with how toxic it is, like it was toxic long before social media. Do you, do you yeah. see it getting better because now those people can get instantly shut down by somebody else? Or do you see maybe social media stoking the fire? I could see it going both ways. Like I think it depends more on the individual's ability to kind of police themselves and how they interact on the internet. But then also you get that herd mentality where you see a bunch of people, you know, acting foolish. And then they think, Oh, it's okay for me to do that too. Well, yeah. And and then, and then trend toxic things turn into trends and that's the most cringy thing in the world. Yeah. And I think a lot of the, uh, the younger audience kind of falls into that trap of that herd mentality. You know, they want to look cool and they think, Oh, making fun of people's cool. It's like, no, it's not. Well, we went, well, we've had, let's see, we went through trends of if you didn't, um, if you didn't attach your girth a certain way, you're a dummy. Didn't matter which way it was. It was wrong. Uh, compared to some people, we had that trend. Um, let's see. Um, what else was what else was a good toxic trend? Uh, uh, apparently, we went through a whole phase recently where people just didn't censor saddles. Um, that oh, was a yeah, thing. the mounting challenge or whatever. Why? I mean, why? 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 Just why? I, I don't. I, I that one I didn't quite understand. I mean, it's a cool concept to see I, just I, how. I get well the concept. Saddled, I, I, I perfectly get the concept, but I don't need a thousand people on my my for you page doing the same thing or, or talking about why what they're doing is dumb and then yeah. now now you've got whole people like oh well you know i have a i have a 
properly fitted saddle, therefore I don't have to tighten my my uh my girth this tight, you know, and they stick their whole fist in it, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, we call that death space where I'm from. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if you're just like, doing rail classes and not going any faster than a slow lope, you might be okay, but yeah, that's yeah, it. I mean, Saddle that yeah. fits still might roll going around a corner i'm i'm just like is your horse choking by the breast collar at some point oh those i i see some of those at barrel races like i just i can't understand why it's like why would you want to restrict your horse like that oh i know well this is like uh like you know i'm not like i'm not gonna if i see someone in a tie down i'm not gonna say don't use a tie down me personally i've <laughs> never um i've never really had a, a need for a tie down yeah um I just, I don't know. I look at tie downs as being kind of a crutch, but in some ways, I kind of don't want my face bashed in either. So, you do mm -hmm. you, boo boo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I see so many people like they just misinterpret what a tie down is actually supposed to be used for, and it's like they're pinning that horse's nose to his chest. Yeah, so it's like tie downs. They're really meant for the horses that need that balance in a turn. It's like yeah. it, it's not so much meant for keeping their you know, nose or their head restricted. Um, and if you're using it for restriction, I would just say, go back to training, go back to your basics. Cause yeah. I mean, there, there's no reason why yeah. that horse be thrown his head up to the clouds. Yeah. And that's why I said what I said that, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody that mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're using it the, to keep you from getting your head bashed in and yeah. whatever you, you do. Yeah. But it's supposed to provide balance. Yeah. Um, but there's other ways you can do that too. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, again, it's a, it's a different strokes for different folks, people. Like there yeah. are there are really there's really things that we should all get behind and gang up on and be like, no, no one yeah. should be doing this. But yet we we don't. Right. We'll argue about this thing. It's like you know, uh, assuming that the brakes to your horse is in their mouth. Yeah, <laughs> or rubber bands, and it's the, like. At the end, yeah, at the end of like 10 inch shanks, that's not the brakes of your horse. I'm sorry. You don't, your horse don't have brakes if you got that. No, no. If, if your car has bad brakes, you don't put in a bigger uh, brake pedal. No, you fix the brakes. You fix the brakes. Same with your horse. Yeah. And the concept of things like preparatory commands to a horse, you know, like, like this is foreign to some people. Like, you know, we should all be getting, getting normalizing people getting their horse accustomed to if when we go to set a little deeper, the horse starts to slow down type thing. Mm -hmm. Like those are easy things to teach. And I know for some, if okay. you don't, don't know how to work with a horse, then you're like, this is foreign and that's okay. But yeah. like, you know, repetition is your friend and it's, just, I don't know. I don't know if it's instant gratification. If they just want that fix right now, this is going to work. Like a same, lot same of way with, with that. Cause if a problem arises, they, their first question on, facebook especially is what bit will fix this issue it's I was like, just uh, about to go there uh, yeah it's like it's not the bit it's like you, you got to go back to basics yeah and the issue is like the do, bit you were using was fine it's you've yeah. let the horse become lazy and you've become lazy in the process do you know how much money martha josie made before she made a bit mm, probably not a whole lot until the bits came out <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no i'm just saying i mean in and I'm just saying how much money she made from barrel racing. Like, oh, oh, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't think she became a better barrel racer because she made the Martha Josie bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like every, every, everybody had to have one of them bits. Oh, I've got a few. I mean, I, I like her bits because they, they work with my hands better than mm -hmm. most others. 
but yeah, that everyone's got at least three Martha Josie bits in their trailer. Yeah, I'm I've sure. got, I've, Maybe I'm, five. I'm not, I'm going to lie. I got one. And then yeah. I've got, what is it? What is the other, the million dollar bit? Oh yeah. I've got one. One's a million like, dollar. And then I think Martha Josie's the wonder bit, right? Yeah. Right? It, it basically. Yeah. Something like uh, that. And then yeah. I've got a shit. Really <laughs> I've got a shit ton of Jim Warners. I love Jim Warners. Little oh, Jim yeah. Warner, little Jim Warner hacks. God, I don't think little Jim Warner hack is probably one more money in barrel racing. Next, probably next to the just an old ring snaffle than anything. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, all my horses, it's like once I get a really good foundation on them, I always take them back to ring snaffle. It's like I don't care, like yeah. just for slip work, anything. It's like they're going back in a snaffle. Yeah, I was trying to explain the because uh, I. Um, I had some Jim Warner hacks later. I was trying to explain how they work to somebody, and they're like, Man, there's some crazy shanks. I was like, but Hold on, it's, it's like it pivots, so you treat it like a half ass side pull. And they're like, <laughs> I don't understand how that works. And I'm like, Here, let me show you, you know. <laughs> so I like put my hand in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, I don't, it, yeah, it's just uh, ugh, gimmicky, but it, we're gimmicky all across the board. It doesn't matter if you're an inventor or a barrel racer or whatever you are. Man, there's, oh, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of gimmicks floating around on there, though. Yeah, and we're, people... and we're all susceptible to them. Like I've fallen for gimmicks before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, it's like I think the newest one right now is, or at least for me, was that a uh, the blue light mask that I put on Tari. But I did notice a difference with her on that. I haven't heard about that. Explain the blue light mask. Oh, it uh, it so it's like when you're at a show facility, how they leave the lights on all night long. Mm-hmm. Um, that mask, what it does is it blocks the blue light from those overhead lights so that your horse um, gets a better night rest because okay. they her uh, REM sleep when that blue light is, okay. you know, I bought, I, Yeah, I bought some glasses one night because, or one time, <laughs> because, you know, I do a lot of editing and stuff on my laptop and then on my phone. Oh. Everybody's like, oh, you got to get some of those blue light filtering glasses. And yeah, then yeah. I started wearing them and I noticed like my eye strain and stuff like that and my level of eye fatigue, it, it felt like it was better. And then oh, they yeah. came out with a like a study and said that it was all BS. And I'm like, well, I don't know if it was placebo effect or not, but it, it worked yeah. for me, you know. I've got some. I feel like it's like when I do a lot of writing, it's like it works. My eyes aren't strained. I actually sleep because my eyes don't feel like they're sh- under, you know, stress or anything. So I, yeah. I think it a lot. Well, that's like uh, I ride. We ride a lot around here, depending on where we ride. Um, for when the bugs are really bad. So we'll. So a lot of times we'll ride with a put a mask on our horses. Um, oh, yeah. But another reason, too, is like, so there's a lot of white sugar sand, and that mm-hmm. sun will, do, it'll scorch my eyes, so I know what it's doing to theirs. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so you'll see a lot of people, and then you'll get a lot of people coming, well, you're riding your horse with a mask. Ah, this, that, and the other. I'm like, shut <laughs> up. I'm just saving, I'm just saving some eyeballs here. It's okay. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm sure they have, I'm sure they have polarized horse glasses out there. I'm just not buying them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it probably comes in a mask. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know. If, if it existed, I don't know, if it if it existed, the standard bread industry would already have been using them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they've got some of the weirdest gadgets. Do you know they have butt plugs? So Do they? Dro- so yeah, so they have they some of their horses <laughs> have butt plugs, so it keeps them from getting sprayed by the horse. Oh, that, that's hilarious! And I there's think- and 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 their stallions have jock straps. Okay, that one I did know about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I know I know there were some some jumpers that had attempted to use that with stallions, and they didn't really notice an effect. But in the standard red roll with those pacers, mm-hmm. especially the the stallions that are more well endowed than others, I mean, 
yeah. we're all adults here, people. I mean, it happens, you know, their stallions yeah. are bigger than other styles. Apparently, <laughs> it, apparently it helps them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah. go standard. Yeah. Go standy. And I love standy. Stand, the standy industry is just, it's just unique. Those are just different people. I mean, they're very, <laughs> they're, I mean, the horses are just absolutely dropped like gorgeous for one. And they're, built, they're, they're a little nutty. I'll say the horses are nutty, but they're fun to work on. Yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't go as much nutty as I will say they're quirky. Yes, if, if that yes. makes any sense. And like they're, uh, they're super intelligent. Like none of them are dummies. Um, and uh, they got a hell of a work ethic. Those horses oh. do. They're, they're they're very similar to off the track thoroughbreds, except for I would say when you adopt an off the track standy, um, you're probably getting a more well rounded horse than you would be with. Some off the track thoroughbreds. I'm not going to say off the track thoroughbreds are all nuts because I know people that have on track thoroughbreds that they pleasure oh. ride. Oh yeah, my friend, she's got one that she just won the uh, the barrels at the RRP. That horse, she he's just so mellow. They're keeping him for their kid. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he's only three years old. And yeah, another I, yeah, another breed that just gets complete bad rap for absolutely no reason. Like a lot of those horses come off the track, and here's the thing: they come off the track. They're completely desensitized to every damn thing. Oh yeah, and if I mean, just to be on the track, they have to not lose their mind. Yeah. I mean, just they so will. Much yeah, they will literally load into an airplane. Like yes. so your little two horse trailer is not going to bother them, and no. you know they 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 know how to be a horse. Uh, they know mm -hmm. how to be. A, they know how to lead. They know how to tie. They know how to let people doctor them, and they, you know, they're not drugging them for the fair because guess what? They have to take drug tests, and all those drugs show yeah. up, mm -hmm. you know, and all of that. So, like, most of the time, they're relatively sane. And I'm not saying they're not going to be bitey or flighty, but I'm just saying they're they're relatively, you know, they're kind of on par for a four year old. You know, I mean, it's like the best horses that I've worked on have always been off the track thoroughbreds. It's like I can always yeah. count on them to stand still not pitch a fit not kick me i mean some of them they do get a little little spicy mm -hmm. but i don't feel you know like i'm in any kind of danger no but the and, chance of them going full bronc are probably oh, a little right. lesser than anything else they're not gonna go full bronc oh yeah yeah they're, the, they're gonna throw the, that head and might side pass halfway around the arena because yeah. they're confused <laughs> yeah the worst ones that i work on are just your backyard pets that mm -hmm. no one really teaches or they use the new you know the modern training methods which i've been kicked by more of those horses than any other and it just oh i don't know of any farrier that really appreciates it <laughs> so <laughs> the, like the yeah. yeah i try to yeah i try not to hit on it and the reason i try not to hit on it is because i know i've got people and i hate to say it because you know it's not because i don't want to lose followers i don't really care mm -hmm. like this is just fun for me yeah. uh followership and sponsors are just you know they're a byproduct of me just being able to be a goober <laughs> on the internet yeah but you know but i'm like like i think there's pros and cons and i know exactly what you're talking about you're talking about plus p mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah and you know it, it is you know the, the positive reinforcement training and and that's I think there's pros and cons. I think in traditional horsemanship or what we would call traditional horsemanship, there are elements of positive reinforcement in it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just like, you know, anything else. But uh, like something that bothers me is how they call what we would call traditional horsemanship negative reinforcement. Yeah. Like, there's just a connotation. And I know and, and I know that's probably the correct term because the the negative, the what the wrong thing is kind of what's reinforced as far as, you know. The, with pressure and release 
ish. Uh, there's probably a better way to say that. But regardless, whenever you use the word negative, it automatically has a negative connotation to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but like, I think my biggest problem with the positive reinforcement is people that don't fully understand the the concept of what positive reinforcement is supposed to be, and mm -hmm. they end up having a, a a horse that's constantly relying on a handout. Yeah, yeah, and I think the biggest problem is not so much the training; it's the people just not understanding the horse Under for the yeah. most part. I'm sure that there's somebody out there that understands positive reinforcement like perfectly. I haven't yet. To well, I've that seen person. some training. They do, you know, phenomenal. So it's not so much the training method. It's the person, you know, applying yeah. it. Yeah. But and the, yeah. And the, 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 the methodology, like in, 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 um, you know, in, in my opinion, in theory, when I think about it, it, it it's, it works. I mean, you know what I mean? There, there's no ifs or buts about it. It's just, I think it I, a dog on it but the problem i have is the argument surrounding it is so militant that anything that is not that training method is wrong and i was like uh no because generally, there is a go about it, it yeah just generally, about around pressure and release yeah generally i can always like tell when somebody says something if they get a picture of a horse in a profile usually nine times out of ten somebody would say something ignorant and then you go to their profile and they have no pictures of horses they're not horse people they're just going on no. what somebody said two you Either they got a picture of a horse and you look and like in their profile, proud clicker trainer or proud plus P, you know, or, yeah. uh, or P, uh, plus R. I mean, not plus P. I don't know why I keep saying plus P. Oh, pl I know it plus P is this ammunition. Never mind. My bad. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, Amy, I'm thinking pistol ammunition here. Um, but, uh, plus R, uh, yeah. positive reinforcement. But the, um, yeah, yeah it, it, I think a lot of people, they, uh, man, can I just, I don't know. I said, don't, don't let your horse just run over you people. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter what you training just, makes you use. Just don't let them run over don't you. Don't let them run over you. Like, and I see so many people that are like, I'm a, I'm a proud clicker trainer. And I'm like, you're not a trainer because that horse literally runs over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you watch the videos and their horses are just being absolute, just almost psychotic behavior and yeah. they're like oh, they're just having fun I'm like no his ears are pinned back he's not happy with you it doesn't matter yeah. how, how strong you think that bond is he like just like clinton anderson says he's not going to send you a postcard on the way to the hospital no like, he's not gonna care can can we all agree the best thing that ever happened to clinton anderson was him going on the gauge and then starting his own podcast yes i love the podcast <laughs> I don't, real, like real life clinton anderson I hate to say it, Clinton Anderson's a bro. Oh, he's yeah. a straight bro, and I am here for it. And I, oh, some okay. of you are going to hate that. Listen, I am not one of those people that are like, oh, down under horsemanship. I will never wave a banner for any clinician. But no. I will tell you, I mean, and I love a lot of clinicians, like Glenn mm -hmm. Stewart and and Mike Major and McLean and all those guys. I love those guys. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm just, yeah, I'm not, don't spoon feed me. I, I'll take from here and I'll take from there and I'll use what works. Um, but one oh, thing I can say is Clinton Anderson just being able to drink a beer and just be raw and, and give his actual opinion has probably garnered him more supporters from everyday horse people yes. th than anything. I, oh, I just yeah. I just want to have a beer with him now. I've never felt that way about Clinton Anderson before until he went on the gauge. I don't know if you've heard when he was on the gauge and he just he just dropped like 90 F bombs in a row and just poured it out. Yeah. Oh, and then he just did that. Um. 
He just did that just a sound clip going out around now around the internet, people making videos to it, talking about yeah. you you better find somebody who has the same passion of horses that you do. You know, like yeah. no truer words have ever been spoken, in my opinion. Well, no, like my family does not get me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. the reason I'm in the situation I am today. Yes. You know? I mean it's just <laughs> they hated horses and I love them, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the only one that's really kind of stuck it out. And if I wasn't here, the horses would have been gone like not 15 years ago. They would have been just, yeah. So, I, but there's a lot of people that hate that now. And you've got a lot of people that are like, oh, I didn't like him before and I really hate him now. And I'm like, why? Because he told you the truth. Yeah. And, and he's really blunt and assertive in yeah. his communication. And a lot of he, people that rubs them the wrong way because I, I think, you know, we've become such I, soft. No, and if you if you actually hear him tell his story, he was not he was not that guy. He was not the DVD guy that the smile with the cool accent that you know that everybody's mom wanted to follow because you know he was young and handsome and had the accent. Yeah. You know that was not him. It, that was all part of a, a production team that made that person. And Clint yeah. Anderson hated it because it yeah. wasn't him. Mm-hmm. He oh, wanted yeah. to come out there and he goes, well, here's what's wrong with your fucking horse. You know, that that's what Clint Anderson <laughs> wanted to do. And that may have, you know, back then, probably not. But to, in today's world, it's like that may, you know, if he would have had that approach from the start, he probably would have had better. I would have probably bought some DVDs just for the, you know, it'd be like, you know, <laughs> like him, if it was just him and like, he'd just stop and tell a story, you know, like, like, uh, you know, Theo Vaughn is the comedian. Mm-mm. Okay, Theo Vaughn, you gotta look at Theo Vaughn, he's hilarious. If he just stopped and just tell a random story about a guy he used to know in the Outback or something, you know, like Theo Vaughn does, you know, like, you know, we had this guy one time, he got stuck in a drainage pipe, you know, and then, a, you know, and yeah, he got, a, he got, he got backed up by a kangaroo, you know, and you know, just tell something <laughs> dumb like that, and it goes, but, you know, back to this fucking horse, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, I would have just, I'd have ate that up, you know, like he does on this podcast. For it sure. is a lot more engaging. Like he is so much more engaging when he's just yeah. being himself. Yeah, and you remember stuff more when because you're waiting for that next line to drop. And... Yeah, well, and then you and then like for all the years that you saw him as Clint Anderson, done under horsemanship, you know, clinician. You know, <laughs> let me say your mom a DVD, and yes. then and then you get to see him be him, and you're like, oh, that's Clint Anderson, dude who gets it. Yes. And it's weird. It's so weird. I'm like, I'm just looking at him and going, I spent all these years going, you know, I thought he was kind of a dick. And I look at him and go, no, no, he really is a dick, but he's the good kind of dick. Yes. He's the way a lot of people in the industry are. And yeah. he's, so a he's, lot of relate to that. He's he's JD Mule Skinner and doesn't even know it. Yes. <laughs> I, I love Neil Skinner. I love his I, videos. I do too. The, the thing is, he's just an equal opportunity offender. He doesn't care. No, and, no. And, and in real life, he'd give you the shirt off his back. Oh, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't matter who he is. He he always make he makes a video every once in a while wearing one of my shirts, and I'm always <laughs> and I'm always like, man, careful, careful. careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a time and place to to sponsor, and sometimes it's not the time or the place. <laughs> it's just not the time or the place. I always I can always tell how like the t-shirt company, you know, what the quality is because JD's going to wear something till it absolutely falls apart. Yes. Yeah. And he's a graphic tea guy. So, mm -hmm. you know, I can always see he's got mine. I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, he's worn it about 12 times this month and it's starting to fade a little bit. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and tell them about that. 
<laughs> and he's in the Arizona sun too. So yeah, no, he's, he's, they're they're baking out there. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. hard hard pass. Which I don't know. Yeah. I say that, and it's summers here are like between 100 and 105, and 90 to 98 percent humidity. Oh yeah, like we don't get that high humidity. I think on average it's around 60. But yeah, no. we'll get we'll get in the, we'll get in the 80s and 90s percent humidity. Oh yeah, that's. I can't stand the humidity. I can handle the heat, but I can't handle the humidity. That that's where I I die. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you take a shower that morning, you walk out of the house and go to work with wet hair. You come home at like six p.m. and your hair is still wet. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, just, it's just never. And I try to explain that with horses, like you know that you know everybody's like, well, you know, horses have a natural defense, you know, with overheating. You know, let them yeah. sweat, it evaporates, and I'm like. Yeah, okay. So the southeast, you ignore what was just said <laughs> because nothing's evaporating. Go out no. there and squirt your horses off if you feel inclined. Because the old rumor used to be, oh, you don't squirt your horses off, they'll die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, you're not going to die. You can start at the feet and work your way up. You know, don't, don't, don't hit them with that cold tap water right in the face. No, 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 that's but, a good uh, way to talk yeah, to muscles. Yeah, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with like hose cold water. You know, mm-hmm. on on your horse when done properly, but uh, man, you'd be amazed at the people that just like you know, like you'll show them studies from like University of Kentucky. You'll show them studies from University yeah. of Georgia, uh, UC Davis, Texas A and M, uh, Ohio State, all saying the same thing that that's it's perfectly fine. There's no adverse effects, you know. And no. they'll go, well, I had a cousin's whose uncle, you know, did that. Their horse and dropped dead. <laughs> yeah, you're like, gonna get those. Like we are, just, yeah, we are they, killing horses with wives' tails. Yeah, <laughs> and it's 2023, and we're still going on what you know, um, their best friends, cousins, people said. Yeah, or what great great grandpappy said, you know, back had, in the uh, 1800s, and it's just I, like, uh, well, you know, yeah. I talked to somebody, and I'm all for keeping things as natural as you can. Like, you know, oh, the, yeah. the the less, you know, the less chemicals we put in our horses, you know, obviously the best. You know, like just like the less chemicals we put in us is obviously better. Oh, yeah. But I had somebody tell me that, uh, you know, they still worm with tobacco. Huh? <laughs> and I, I was like, heard of that one. Yeah, so that was a thing like years ago. That a lot of a lot of people would worm livestock with with tobacco. Okay. It's like a, a mild neurotoxin. Now I've we've yep. done it with chickens with pumpkin seeds because they're a mild <laughs> neurotoxin, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard the pumpkin seeds with chickens, yeah. Yeah, and you know, just I've never seen them crap worms, but you know, we still we, we still we still go through the plot like normal, you know. But yeah. <laughs> the uh yeah, I mean, you know, hey guy, uh you know, ivermectin is a thing, like it's not expensive. No, it's not. And you know, if you have bots, you want to take care of that right away. No, yeah, and it's not like yeah, and then especially if you've got a horse where you've got to rotate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or you live in an area where you've got to rotate. It's harder. I mean, are you rotating tobacco strains? I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> rotating with the farm you got the tobacco off of at least. Yeah, that's right. Or, yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, my eyes stick it, man. It's, ugh, it's nuts. Mm. <laughs> What a what what a what a way to come to an end, worming horses and tobacco. <laughs> tobacco and deworming. Yeah. So what is uh so what's uh what's in the near future for you, showing wise? Anything big you got going on, um, social media wise, or any events you're going to? Let's see. The first event that I'll be going to is just a small 
AQHA show at the end of March. Um, once my mayor, because she's still down for injury, um, so I'll be able to start working her next month. But uh, let's see, the I think the first big show that will be going to um, might be Battle for the Bluegrass in okay. Liberty, Kentucky. I think that's that's one at least I'm looking forward to because they, they've got two slot races there. And I've got her entered in both, so I better <laughs> get her in yeah. shape. <laughs> I, was, but, I was actually going to go to Liberty last year. Um, I was in a bidding war with a, a BLM horse on the online right. corral, and uh, I think the closest place I could pick it up would be at a um an adoption event in Liberty. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I, I was gonna. That's right smack about... dab in the middle of the state. Huh? I said that's almost smack dab in the middle of the state, isn't it? Liberty, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm like an hour forty five minutes from it. Um, I think it's a little more south. Mm-hmm. I think like south southeast for me but yeah it i it's kind of the facility it's like i wouldn't have put it there it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> like, there's a lot of those like but there's no hotels anywhere they've got one little motel you got a pizza hut a tractor supply and that's kind of it yeah, i it's mean kind of like uh do you ever seen oh brother where art though Yes, I okay. love that. Is, is it is it a geographical oddity? This is going to be a geographical oddity. Yeah. It's two weeks from everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what the facility at Liberty is like. It's like something like that would have done better, kind of up north, like E Town mm-hmm. or Elizabeth Town. They need a facility like that. But no, Russell County they put one in at Liberty, and they they're so busy. It's like AQHA when they moved out of Liberty and they went to Oak Grove. Um, they got kind of tired of the uh, um, the casino there, so they wanted to move back to Liberty. Well, Liberty, I think they're like three years booked with events, so AQHA can't even get in there for another three years. Oh wow! And, did yeah? Um, did you go to Congress this year? No, not Congress. I wanted to, but I go next. Go wanted... go th- go this year. Oh yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to Congress this year, and then NBHA World. Um, I'll be and, at MB, I'll be at NBHA Worlds this year. Uh, okay. Not 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 showing, but I'm going to be there because Kristen's going, and she has I think paid for, I forgot how many people for stalls and paid for their trips oh, yeah. with all the donations she got because she was having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm on, but I'm going to let me know what week that you're going to go or what days you're going to go to Congress. It's like a month oh, that you're yeah. going to go, and uh, yeah, I have a place to stay up there. I'll be going. So, so yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a crash pad out outside of Dayton, so you know. Oh, okay, that makes it convenient. Yeah, I get to stay at Tri Ohio, so it's fine. The Therapeutic Running oh, Institute yeah. out there. Yeah, I just get crash yeah. there, and go. So <laughs> I'm I plan on going for a week. I'll probably go during the 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 week of the raining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to at least just go to watch the freestyle raining because yeah. I know like, like that's their big event is freestyle raining and so, like yeah, just watch I just I just need to like take a chunk of money with me because I, the shopping is nuts. Yes, I I wanted to go this last year just to look at you know the uh, the vendors that they had, but I didn't have time because I was getting ready for AQHA World, and so that's that's what we did last year was go to AQHA yeah. World. So yeah, let's not- yeah, so let's get together and get a group for Congress. And oh it'll, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. And then if you do make it the road to the horse, let me know. So it'd be the end of right. March. Toward the end of mm-hmm. March, I'll be at Road to the Horse for those that don't know. Uh, awesome yeah, event yeah, at an awesome. You can't pick a better facility to have an event than the Kentucky Horse Park. 
Oh, I know. I went there last year for a Bulls, Bands, and Barrels, which they had just last weekend. Um, Bailey Shout was there, and she won it. And I was so bummed because I was going to go again. It was at the uh, Altec Arena. I, that's and, Yeah, I love the Altec. That's where they have a road to the yeah. horse. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to go this year, but again, you know, Tari, she had that hawk injury, so I had to wait, and I can, according to the vet, start working her next week, but I'm going to give her. Yeah. And, and for, yeah, and for everybody listening out there, if you go, to road to the horse or you go if you're just anywhere near within a couple hours it's worth taking the day trip to the kentucky horse park and if you don't do anything else go to the museum of the horse yes it is not just a good horse museum it is just a one of the best museums and i've worked in the museum industry like that's what i did and um i don't recommend it you will perpetually be poor you'll end up like me like a welder <laughs> so you can make money um but no the it is not just a, a great horse museum. It is just one of the best museums I have ever been to as a whole. Just the way that museum is put together and the size of it. You can spend – I could spend two days in that museum. Oh, yeah. It's like I was there for 4-H way back when. And, I mean, we spent the entire day, and I feel like only covered, like, not even half of the facility. It's just – it's such an amazing you uh, could you could yeah. spend a day in the normal part of the museum. You could spend a day in the Arab gallery alone. Yes. <laughs> the Arab gallery. You don't even like to have Arabs. You're going to walk out the Arab gallery going, damn, I didn't know all that. Um, no. Yeah. And then the where all the the that awards hall where all the trophies <laughs> and everybody's triple crown um, plaques yeah. and everything is. Gosh, I could I could spend days in there just looking at just artifacts from horses. Oh, yeah. It's like, I think the one thing that I remember most from, I've been there several times. But the one thing is um, Secretariat's wolf tooth. That's the one thing I remember more vividly than anything else. I didn't see that. <laughs> I'm going to have, because I'm definitely going back this year. I have to see if I can find it. And then also, too, I have, because everybody always asks me all the time if I've ever done a video on Sergeant Reckless. And, <clears throat> excuse me, Sergeant Reckless. And I have done a whole series on Sergeant Reckless, but one of her, the, one of the two statues, um, dedicated to her is at the kentucky horse park mm -hmm. and it is an amazing it's a life-size statue and you can see how small this little horse was oh um, yeah like is, it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember looking at it's like she's so it, tiny yes i mean that uh, little yeah but, oh, she uh, did <laughs> yeah it's 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 a very cool place for for horse and then just and then go through the barns and you get to go through the barns and see breeds like you just wouldn't think about like oh yeah yeah, well, that's a, they, they have been hired there. My, my, yeah, which, you know, I'm a Morgan guy, but, you know, my secondary is a Carolina Mars tacky. And apparently they had a Mars tacky out there as a representative of Mars tacky and it got bitey. So they had to send it home. Oh. <laughs> so they're, they're trying to get a substitute to send up. Yeah. Lord, yeah. So, like you don't want to be biting your, uh, your no. visitors. <laughs> no, not at all. Especially, you don't want a horse like that to represent a breed. No, but, like here's like, a Carolina Mars tacky, and it's just a mare with his ears pinned and teeth showing constantly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a great yeah. representation here, folks. <laughs> and like, it's really a really laid back breed of horse. And like, you know, it's just, you know, you got you got bitey over here. Um, but yeah, it has been a pleasure to have you on. It's been a great conversation. This is how I wish every episode would go. Just, just friends talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Have you got uh, any social medias or any folks you want to shout out? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. So, I think the only thing I have is uh, Facebook and TikTok. 
Um, I don't really know a whole lot of uh, people. I'm very much to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. Oh, yeah. Well, I will. Uh, I'll link your. Uh, I'll link your TikTok in the show notes. How's that? Oh, that, yeah, that works. <laughs> there you go. Get, get you know, shoot you. You know, you might get eight followers. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird how it works. Like you can get thousands of downloads, but you can only convince like three people to click on something. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it's it? I I don't understand how it's like. I know how to grow a following quickly, mm-hmm. um, but I I I still I do not like social media. <laughs> Yeah, out of out of uh, I can tell you this. I can tell you this because I was looking at the analytics on my my online store. Out of every three hundred views, I will sell one T-shirt. Really? On that one item, it takes three hundred people to look at it before I sell one, which oh. I am told is really good compared to a lot of people. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm like I'm like oh okay cool. Um, can can. If that's really good, then I'm really poor. Like it's, not, <laughs> yeah. it's not. It's not working. Like there's there's starving horses and aching folks. Yes. Help, yes. help me like, feed them. Yeah. Buy the t-shirts. Help him feed his horse. <laughs> yeah. Buy buy a t-shirt. Uh, feed a pony. A pony. Yeah. You go you go out there and they're just all look like potatoes. Like nobody's starving. Oh lord, yeah. My mare, she's got a potato back. And yeah. Like she needs to get back into shape because she's starting to get a little too tubby. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> So, but it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. I'd love to have you back on. Um, we do something around here called the Round Table of Mediocre Horsemen, and it's me and some, really some of my f- uh, closest horse friends and some of my favorite creators, and we just go through the gambit, and we just go through X, and we go through dumb things in equestrian news, and we just let loose and just Clint Anderson on his podcast. We basically do that. Like it is a not safe for work explicit episode, and we just lay it all out there. We offend people. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of, my yeah, kind of. Uh, and uh, it'll be a few people you know from from the app, so it won't be a bunch of strangers. No, that I'll be there. You can just cling to me. It's okay. That's fine. Yeah, I'm just like you. If I show up somebody somewhere and I don't know anyone, I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I'm I just like, kind of stand around, just like I exist. Hi. Yeah, I, I went. I went to the. Uh, I got invited to the Marsh Tacky fundraiser, and the gal that invited me was actually working the gate. And I'd already went through the gate, so I didn't know anybody inside. So I waited for a guy that I I knew online that had been messaging back and forth, um, and he was running an hour behind. So I waited in my truck an hour until he got there because I didn't want to go in there by myself. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. I suck at starting conversation. I can hold a conversation, but starting them, it's like I completely blank. Yeah, and just- then. The- yeah, but I'm one of those people. I'm I'm the same way. Like it just, you know, I'm a head nod and a wave, you know, and then I'm back into whatever I'm doing at that moment. Yeah. Uh, but once the conversation starts, and then I, if I do ever get comfortable, um, just you, Irish goodbye me because I'm not going to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I just keep going. I it was like we'll be talking for two hours. And I have the one horse. It's like I gotta get going. Yeah, yeah. this is like I've learned to hold them off to like the end of the day, so I'm not late for anyone else. Yeah, I have to. I have to avoid going to my local Western store because my buddy Joel. Uh, so Tumbleweed and Aiken. If anybody's in the area, definitely go check it out. Joel's a great guy. Um, okay. But I'll get in there with Joel, and he's just like me. And so we'll get it talking about hats and we'll get it talking about brands and, you know, uh, horses and how different type of people are. And next thing I know, I've been in there three hours. Oh, 
work. And I, I'm like, I got man, I just I just came in to drop a hat off for you to touch up, dude. I I gotta go. Yeah, you yeah, know. that starts. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I'd love to have you back for that. So, uh, right, but yeah, it has definitely been a pleasure. Uh, remember, guys, uh, thank our sponsors, um, Herd of Zebras. You can use my code JRyan for uh, 10% off over there. Forrest is an absolute amazing person. Um, audible.com, you can use the code JRyan, get a free audiobook on me. The link is in the description there. Um, Saratelli Hat Company, the official hat of Behind the Horse's Eyes. You see me in them all the time. They're absolutely fantastic. Buy a hat that you can hand down to your kids. Get you a Saratelli. So on behalf of me, Miss Amber, I greatly appreciate you again. And we will catch you guys next time. <laughs>